Hello, everyone. Welcome to the holiday episodes of For the Love of Books podcast featuring Indian small press authors with host Emma Pulova. I would like to thank our sponsors, Doc Chavan and the Lowell Ledger, our hometown newspaper in Lowell, Michigan. Today, I will be chatting with author Janet Wormitag of West Michigan, who will announce the details of her book giveaway of Cat Women of West Michigan at the end of the interview. Janet, how did you become a cat rescuer? Tell us your story. It began back in 1990, I think it was. My husband and I went to a, a park in Sagatuck to watch the sunset, and we found an injured kitten, and we ended up bringing her home. Her name was Lucy, and okay. I wrote my first book, You Might Be a Crazy Cat Lady, If. And she was partially paralyzed. We took her to the vet, and she never did get the ability to walk, but she um, could drag herself around the house and she could pee and she could poop. So that's what counted. And she was my baby and, and it all started with her. That's when I became a crazy cat lady with little Lucy. How long ago was that? I think we found her in the mid eighties. In the mid eighties? Yeah, and she lived to, she died in 94. So she lived maybe 10 years. Oh, well, that's not bad, right? Considering her condition, no, not bad. Yeah. So what inspired you to write this book? Let's talk about this one, Cat Women. What inspired you to write about it? In 2007, a publication in West Michigan called Cats and Dogs, a magazine devoted to companion animals. And through that publication, I just met a lot of really neat people mostly women, but some men involved in rescue of all types of animals, you know, cats, dogs, farm animals, wildlife. And, but I was really struck mostly by the women who are working with cats, probably because we have a bigger problem with cats in West Michigan than we did dogs. And mm -hmm. I can get statistics. When I started the magazine back in 2006, close to 8,000 cats were being euthanized in Kenton, Ottawa County. And 15 years later, in 2021, that number dropped to 189. So from 8,000 to 189 in 15 years. And there's several reasons, one of them being we have CSNP, a low-cost spay-neuter clinic, and there's a couple other low-cost spay-neuter clinics around too. But a lot of it is just because of these women who are devoted to rescuing cats. They start rescues. They do trap neuter return, which is, you know, live trapping feral cats, getting them fixed and then returning them to where they were caught and providing foster homes, just doing whatever is needed to help reduce the population of cats. Has this, oh, well, obviously you gave me the numbers, so it must have been successful, this effort, since the numbers went down. Yes, the numbers were but unfortunately, they're starting to go back up again. And that's primarily because when we had the COVID shutdown in Michigan, okay. I think it was 10 weeks, the vets weren't allowed to do spay-neuter. They, they could only do essential services. And unfortunately, they didn't consider spay-neuter essential. So CSNP and all the vets weren't doing spay-neuter. And that, it's unbelievable what an impact that has had on the cat population. It's like just an explosion of cats having kittens. And the thing about cats they can have two to three litters a year, averaging 
three to five kittens in each litter. And they can have a litter as young as say four, five, six months old. So they just multiply fast. That seems to be like a huge problem. It is. I mean, do people know about, I mean, what about the awareness of this? Do people realize how big of a problem it is? No, they don't. People will get a stray cat in their yard and a lot of people will feed them. And then before they know it, they have kittens and they feed the kittens and the kittens are having kittens and then they finally call a rescue. And that's what I have on the back of my, on the back blurb on my book, I says, when does one plus one times three equal 50? Mm -hmm. And then it works better as a story problem. If you add a female cat to a male cat and then multiply the results by three years, how many cats and kittens will you have? And the answer is probably 50 or more. So the rescue is time they get called in to help. There's 30, 40, 50 cats that could have been prevented if that person would have just gotten that original cat fixed. So it's something we people need to realize. And it's we can blame the shelter for euthanizing animals, but really it's a community problem. Everybody right. needs to get. So how many books total have you written about cats? Three. I have three. three. Might be a crazy cat lady if volumes one and two, and then this one, the Cat Women of West Michigan. Well, let's talk about that one. What do you like about that book? The Cat Women of, you wanted to talk about that one. So what do you like about that book? Well, I divided it into chapters. The first chapter is women who start rescues because it takes a certain kind of woman to run a rescue. They have to be pretty strong. They have to be able to deal with people and they have to deal with cats. And mm -hmm. the then the second chapter is about women who I call them the foot soldiers of cat rescue. They don't necessarily start a rescue, but they're out there in the trenches, getting their hands dirty, catching the cats. They volunteer for the different rescues, but they're catching cats, getting them fixed. They're providing foster care. Um, finding new homes for them, just answering the calls. Then the third chapter is women who don't necessarily work hands-on with cats, but they do other things. For example, there's a woman named Katie who started the Happy Cat Cafe in Grand Rapids, and you can go there and get coffee, but she has a room full of adoptable cats that are supplied by different rescues. Right now she's working with Michelle's Rescue, but you can go there and have coffee and sit and play with the cats. And if one strikes your fancy, you can adopt it. So she's not really working with cats, but she's adopted over more than 600 cats since she opened. And that's huge. Now there's another, there's a group out in Holland called Hands for Paws. Mm -hmm. Women like to do crafts. So they get together a few times a year and make plans. And then they go home and they work on their own. They provide all their own supplies. And they make a variety of different crafts and then they sell them and donate the money to rescue or they donate the items to the rescue groups who in turn can sell them or um, have raffles or whatever they wanna do with them. So anybody, everybody can do something yeah. depending on what their level of skills are. So what was the most challenging in writing this specific book? I think the most challenging part was that I started it about five years ago, and then I had mm -hmm. a good friend get 
terminal cancer and she wanted to read the third book in a series I was writing. So I stopped doing this book and went and wrote that book so she could read it before she died, which unfortunately didn't happen. She, that her cancer was aggressive and she died before she, I got the book finished. So it's really hard to start a project and then leave it for a couple of years and come back to it. A lot had changed a few years that I had put it aside. So I had to go back and re-interview some of the women. I how about the most satisfying? Of doing the book? Doing the book and the whole project. I mean, you're obviously on a mission. You're not right. just an author. You're on right. a mission, right? Right, right. I think it's, these women are working hard. They're putting a lot of their time, but also their money into doing this. And they need some recognition. People don't realize what they're doing that's why the subtitle of this book is called the secret world of cat rescue because mm -hmm. some people aren't aware of what's going on behind the scenes right usually right in their own neighborhoods you know there's a i when i go to shows to sell books i said there's a crazy cat woman in every family in every neighborhood and sometimes you know them sometimes you don't but they need to be recognized they're not crazy they're compassionate they have a heart yeah. What are your plans? Pardon me? What are your plans as far as doing this into the future? Yeah, I right now I don't have any plans. I spent all summer finishing this book and, and working on marketing in this fall. And right now I have a cat, one of my cats stretch. I just took her to the vet this morning and she's got some serious problems and isn't going to be around a whole lot longer. So for the next two, three weeks, I'm just going to be spending quality time with her oh. and thinking about what I want to do next. I'm kind of playing with the idea of writing cat mysteries. That's mm -hmm. a popular genre. And I think it might be kind of fun, but I'm not sure yet. I'm going to spend this winter trying to figure out what I want to do next. That's cool. So what have you learned about yourself from writing this? What about uh, um, And doing this. I mean, you're not just writing. You're also obviously promoting a cause. I don't know what I learned about myself, but I, I'm really impressed with all of these women. Every one of them, they all have a story to tell. Mm -hmm. all have different lives some of them are older some are younger a couple of the women I interviewed are have since retired for example Carol from Carol's Ferals and Vicky's Pet Connection they've closed their doors they're getting older but the cool thing is that there's a new crop of young women taking mm -hmm. it and I, awesome. I it's it's women you know there's a couple of guys I've met but they're there because their wives or their her girlfriends have dragged them into it. But mm -hmm. so women, and I, I don't understand why there aren't more men involved in cat rescue, but um, I don't know. Maybe they have other things to do. So do you feel there's a, another generation that will kind of handle this problem? Yes, yes, definitely. There's some young women getting involved in starting rescues. And, you know, I, everybody hopes that there'll be an end to it sooner or later. And, and things are getting better, especially when you look at the dog situation. Some of the mm -hmm. shelters run out of puppies and dogs. Mm -hmm. 
and the the rescues and shelters are going down south where there's a really overpopulation of dogs and bringing them up here to meet the demand. Um, we do have a lot of dogs of our own, but unfortunately they're like pit bull mixes and dog breeds that a lot of people don't want. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I, yeah, I'm hoping the day will come with uh, that we'll get cats will have more respect and that's not going to happen until their numbers go down because right now they're you still see free kitten signs and that's not good you know right if you don't so, pay, okay. go say, pay for for something put some money behind it then it doesn't have a whole lot of value right so you have kittens you should at least take them to see snip get them fixed and then charge 20 30 40 bucks for them and do some vetting, make sure the family that you're adopting them to is going to give them a good home. I know I once did a show and I was set up next to a reptile display and the guy there with his big snakes that eat live animals had a t-shirt that said, my pet will eat your pet. And I've heard that, that people that with snakes will go and get free kittens to feed their snakes. And it just, oh, yeah. makes so if you do have free kittens, make sure they're going to a good Yeah. So what are the major takeaways from cat women? And how did you pick these women? That was my big question. How did you go about picking these women and highlighting them? It was doing my dog's magazine. 99% of this book are women I have met from doing the magazine. Okay. Every woman I interviewed told me, well, you should interview so-and-so or so-and-so. So for every woman I interviewed, there's probably two or three or four other women that I should have interviewed, but I already have 30 women in this and it's, I think, you know, 300 would be too many. So I regret not being able to include everyone, but. Do you yes. have 30 women in there? Like 30 different stories, why they started doing this. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yep. That is cool. So would you do it all over again, this? Writing about cats, doing the magazine, everything. Would you do it all over again? Yeah. I yeah. say it's, it is a passion, but it's turned into work. When I first started it, it was a monthly magazine from 2000 mm -hmm. to 2018. It was a monthly. And then in 2018, I, I got burnt out and switched to doing it quarterly. And so right mm -hmm. now, it works well for me. I'm back. I'm back. What is the most interesting or bizarre thing that has ever happened to you during an in-person author event? You must have had something funny happen, do you know? When you tell people that you're the crazy cat lady. <laughs> no, I hear a lot of stories about cats, but I think the funniest or the most irritating one was a time set up next to the reptiles and the guy walked around yeah. Snake around his neck with his T-shirt, saying, "My pet can eat your pet." It's like that's horrible. That's not even. That's not cool. Not at all. Not at. I don't like that. All right. Would you like to read to us, Janet? Sure. I think I'm just going to start with the first story in the book, which is about Carol, who started Carol's Ferals, and anybody who's involved with cats at all in Grand Rapids will recognize Carol's Ferrells because she's been been around for a long time. Unfortunately, she closed in 2021. But is there life after cats? 
Carol Manos described herself as broke, fat, addicted to food, mentally ill, and suicidal. I'm unrecognizable as the person I once was, she said. Carol was once a professional woman in retail management, but then she got involved in rescue. I first met Carol when I interviewed her in 2007 for an article about Carol's Ferrells, an organization she had founded the year before. Her mission was to end cat overpopulation in West Michigan. 12 years later, I was interviewing her again. She welcomed me into her condo on the northeast side of Grand Rapids where we chatted and sipped tea. Later, she served a lunch of vegan keto chili. I've always loved cats, always cared about animal welfare, she said. She protested the seal hunts in Canada and stood up for the underdog nerds in school. I have a big mouth and I give it to the voiceless, she said. 15 years after starting the cat rescue that bore her name, Carol struggled with separating herself from the organization. She was in search of the woman she remembered from long ago. Therapy was helping her analyze her life. Looking back, Carol could see the key events that led her to cat rescue. As an only child, Carol said she was adored, spoiled, and loved by her parents. Carol's mother had 11 miscarriages, which made the miracle of her birth even more precious. When Carol's dad, Paris Manos, died December 26, 2005, Carol lost her grounding. Her mother had passed two and a half years earlier, so with her dad's passing, Carol had no one to tell her how special she was, and she craved those words. I was looking for something that gave me that good feeling, but the strokes turned to punches and I got beat up, she said with tears in her eyes. She recalled how she got started in rescue. When Hurricane Katrina hit, Carol and her friend Gabby drove their RV to the Gulf Coast to help animals. Carol recalls seeing a pickup truck that had animal rescue painted on its back window and thinking of the rescuers as gods. Back in Grand Rapids, she heard about cats eating out of a dumpster at Burger King in Cutlerville. She bought a live trap for $60 and started trapping. She wrote a blog, Fast Food Feral Felines, and used her creative voice to advocate for outside cats. Then she heard about a trailer park in Cedar Springs that was overrun with cats. She attacked the project with gusto, going door to door in the park offering spay neuter services and trapping outside cats. Some of the cats tested positive for feline leukemia. Dr. Jen, who ran Big SIDS, a rescue that specialized in cats with feline leukemia and FIV, took the cats who tested positive. She became, became my savior, Carol recalled. Altogether, close to 100 cats from the trailer park were spayed or neutered and tested for the disease. Carol also volunteered for CSNP, a low-cost spay-neuter clinic in West Michigan. She learned pregnant cats were spayed, which aborted the unborn kittens. It upset me, she recalled. But then she learned cats were prolific breeders and that thousands of cats and kittens were euthanized in area shelters because there weren't enough homes for all of them. One intact female and her mates have the breeding potential to create 11,000 cats over five years, Carol said. She said kittens born outside had a low survival rate. They froze to death, were killed by predators, starved, succumbed to disease, or fell victim to humans who poisoned, shot, and trapped to kill. So she founded Carol's Ferals and began a crusade to end the overpopulation of cats. Her specialty was trap, neuter, return, TNR. Cats were live trapped, taken for spay-neuter surgeries, and then returned to where they were caught. The cats were also ear-tipped, a universal sign that an outside cat has been spayed or neutered. 
In 2008, Carol's Farrells became a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Carol believed in the cause to the point of spending 35,000 of her own money. For 12 and a half years, she devoted her life to cats, never getting paid. She put in 60 to 80 hours per week. It snowballed, she said. She estimated Carol's Farrells baited or neutered close to 11,800 cats. Of those, 1,900 were adopted into new homes. I led a life of great purpose for years, she said. And I'll stop there if you want to read the rest of Carol's nice. story. This is about a third of her story. So if you want to read the rest, you'll have to buy the book. All righty. And your giveaway, details of your book giveaway. Well, wow. the book of West Michigan and I'm not sure. My email address is geocat01, so G-E-O-C-A-T-01 at comcast.net. So the so, first person who emails you will get a signed copy of your book. Right. All right. And the book is available on my website, which is janetvormatag.com. Okay available on amazon.com and it's at a few stores in the area too okay good it makes a nice gift of course right yes my crazy cat lady books sell really well at christmas time um yeah i think people go to amazon and google gifts for or check you know look for gifts for crazy cat women and my book pops up and i sell a lot of them that's good that's awesome uh, Wake up hoping that the women who get my book for Christmas are happy with it. <laughs> I hope so. All right, yeah. your parting shots. What are your what do you want to leave our listeners with? If you have a stress in your area, get it fixed. There's a couple women in, in the book who it's it's their life goal to fix every stray cat in their neighborhood and if the cat comes onto their property they figure it's fair game they get it and it's fixed so if you do have a cat don't let it wander okay but if you do just get it fixed it's, you know stop yeah. that cycle of so many cats and kittens yeah i like that all right read indie buy indie and write indie support your local authors newspapers and small presses Keep your fingers on the keyboard and your butt in the chair and happy holidays and get the cat book. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Janet. Pleasure. Thank you.